are entering in hallelujah to uh, a very high holy time this season of the passover we thank you lord god that that you're causing a reconnection to happen lord god hallelujah a reconnection to happen in the lives of your people oh we love you oh hallelujah oh hallelujah we thank you jesus oh we thank you hallelujah we thank you this morning oh hallelujah father we just come into your presence yeah. hallelujah we come into your presence for your presence is fullness of joy we thank you lord god that you are here in the midst of us this morning father god we love you we thank you lord that that you will guide and lead us into all truth father we love you we praise you we give you glory hallelujah come on and magnify him come on and glorify him this morning for great is the lord great is the lord great is the lord father we dedicate this time unto you we dedicate this 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 um this appointed time lord god we dedicate we say holy spirit you guide us you lead us into all truth father we thank you for the blood of jesus the blood of yeshua hamashiach father that covers us that will cover this broadcast that will cover the equipment that will cover those lord god that that are watching those that are watching live those that will go back and watch the replay cover them with the blood of yes. jesus cover them with the blood of jesus for there is none like you oh god yes. oh we love you jesus oh we magnify you oh we extol you we lift up holy hands this morning father we thank you hallelujah that there is none like you come on people of god just begin to magnify him just begin to lift up your voice hallelujah we thank you we thank you god hallelujah we thank you that you are god and god alone and above you there is none other we honor you this morning we honor you in the beauty of holiness oh god father god we lay every sin every burden everything at your feet oh god father we take this time to focus, to be intentional. Father, we thank you that we are persistent this morning. Father God, we're persistent. We're like uh, uh, Jacob, Lord God. We're not going to let go until you bless us, Lord God, until you provide your, we're not going to let go. We're not going to let go at all costs, oh God. Father, we hunger after you. We hunger after your word. We hunger after truth. We hunger after of righteousness and justice we are you you are the god you are just god you are righteous god and we bless you this morning oh we thank you lord we pray for our nation lord god we pray for the governments lord god our local and and national federal governments right now in the name of jesus lord god that they would rule and reign Hallelujah and righteousness, that every leader would live a peaceable life unto you, a godly life unto you. Lord, that they would seek you for wisdom, seek you for revelation, seek you, Lord God, that they would, Lord God, that they would govern accordingly. They would govern according to your will, govern according to your word. Lord, they would humble themselves at the mighty hand of God. Father, we honor you this morning. This morning, we honor you. Glory, glory, glory. We honor you this morning. We love you. We hallelujah. thank you. We praise you. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for revelation. Father God, we say, less of us. Good morning, hallelujah. London. Hallelujah. Landon, sorry. Sorry, Landon. 
Glory. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that there is none like you. Oh, we yes. honor you. We 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 honor you. Father, we hunger after you. We yes. hunger after your righteousness in the name yes. of Jesus. Father, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you. We sanctify this time unto you. Hallelujah. Well, welcome everyone to the early morning hour of power with us. Pastor and Prophets Michael and Tanya Bryan of Restored Ministries International, where our purpose, our ministry, and our mission is to restore, renew, and refresh you, the sons of God, with the word of God. Now, what you hear this morning is not going to be our opinion, but it's going to be the word. Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. So let's, let's dive into the word today. Let's get that seed that's going to activate the harvest of God. Come on now. Let's get that seed that's going to activate the harvest of God. Come on now. Let's get. Come on. This is a time of celebration. This is a time of entering into his presence. He has come down to restore and to deliver us from anything that the enemy has tried to oppress us with. So come on now. Put your hands together and just give God your best praise. Come on. Give God 30 seconds of praise. Come on. Can you just praise God for 30 seconds? Come on. Come on. Can you praise God for 30 seconds? Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you. Come on. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Father, we magnify your name, oh God. We magnify your name, oh God. Father, less of us, more of you, none of us, all of you. Father, think through our minds and speak through our vocal cords that none of your word would fall to the ground. And Father, we'll be ever so careful. We'll be ever so careful to give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, put your hands yes. together. Come on now, he's worthy. Come on now, he's, come on, he's worthy. He is worthy of your praise. Hallelujah. Well... Amen and amen. Just sending this out to everybody this morning. Amen. Good morning, Sister Jeanette. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> amen and amen. Well, let's go to the word this morning. Amen. I think we're good now. Amen and amen. Come on. So... So once again, want, want to welcome everyone to the early morning hour of power. Now, you, good morning, Angelica. Uh, good morning. Now, you know that uh, ever since the, the Feast of Tabernacle, which is the end of the year for God's calendar, we've been teaching from that standpoint of the a prophetic word that this is the season that you are replanted in the mountain of your inheritance. So... Even though we're going to be teaching you about the Feast of the Lord, everything lines up line upon line and precept upon precept because there's only one spirit. So even though we're going to be teaching about the Feast of Passover specifically, uh, this is a beginning feast, which, which means that God not only is going to show us that he comes down personally to reconnect and to deliver us, but then also, number two, that he is the one that created this time and season. 
this Moadim, this appointed time, so we can be refreshed, renewed, restored, and reconnected with his purpose. So now remember, I have to show you. Good morning, Brother Richard. Good morning, Victory Works. Morning. I'm going we're gonna show you that first of all, because God declared this time in the earth, he created this time. He comes down to personally be the executor of this time and season. Amen. Amen. So let's go to the word. Amen. Let's go to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three. Amen. And uh, before we go here, uh, let's go ahead and I know once I do this, amen, Sister Missy going to be on because she loves it when we blow the shofar, or when I blow the shofar. Amen. Let me make sure here. Amen. But listen, grab your Bibles and let's go to the word. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Here we go. Give God a praise and let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Amen and amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting at verse 1. And when you get there, someone type, I'm a son and it's my appointed time. I'm a son and it's my appointed time. Amen and amen. Here we go. It's it says, starting in chapter 3, verse 1, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which has been planted. So everything that God does, because he's a God of order, he says, to everything that I created, I created those things to have a specific time and season to be in operation because it's all according to the purpose of their creation that I activate them. And if you don't mind, I want to change this music here for a second. I feel like the Lord wants to. Do this. So, to everything there is a season and a time. Now, funny thing is, when we talk about the Feast of the Lord, and this one being specifically the Feast of Passover, now, because these are appointed times, when we look at the word season, this word season is a Hebrew word, the zaman, which is another form of the phrase or word set time or appointed time. Come on now, to everything there is a set time. Oh, come on now. To everything there is an appointed time. Like right now, you are online, you came, you stopped by because God appointed this time to be in activation and because the spirit of the Lord led and guided you here. You listen, you are receive. Listen, you will receive if you receive this word. I promise you, according to God's promise, you'll never be the same. 
Amen. Because why? Because God's kingdom is built on seed time and harvest time. Amen. Let me just, hey, hold on. Let me just pull that up here. God's kingdom is built on seed time and harvest time. Genesis 8, 22. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So when God created everything, he created, are you with me? What? <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. It was like you, it was like my voice was putting you in a trance. No, no, but listen, <laughs> listen, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So understand that this season, this time that we're talking about, this feast of Passover specifically is an appointed time yeah. of God. Yeah. God created it. He put it in. Man did not create this. Okay, let me just say this. Man did not. This is not a Jewish thing. This is not an Israel thing. This is not a Jerusalem thing. This is a God Elohim declared created time for him to come and fellowship and reconnect with his children. What do you think about that? Yeah, that that it's important that we understand the significance of this, that, that this is a, a time that God, that he causes us to to remember right mm -hmm. i mean we should be remembering the goodness of god and all that he has done but this is like it, it's such a a pivotal time in the earth mm -hmm. you know that that he comes down he 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 flows with us not that he does not speak to us at all times but there's something about this is a special set of time, set aside time right. that he comes and he he communes. It's it's like Daddy is involved. He's always involved, but but he it's like he it's like I think about you know you have conferences, mm -hmm. schools have they have parent teacher conferences. Yeah, we just did some right yeah. a parent teacher conference and. And and the kids know. Oh my God! It's 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 parent teacher conference. My parents are gonna come down. See, your parents have always been there. Mm -hmm. They're always, but the parents come down to the school to interact, mm -hmm. to commune, to talk about you, mm -hmm. your behavior, to talk about the goodness, to talk about the areas, you know, opportunities for growth and. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, uh, for growth in, in your life. So this is like a divine parent-teacher conference mm -hmm. that Father has come down and he's conferring on, in the earth. Mm -hmm. He's coming down. He's checking. He's always been there. Because, you know, well, the parents, they've been there. Mm -hmm. Your parents, they've been, you've been at home chilling, doing whatever, but they come down to the school to interact, to talk to the teacher, to find out how you're doing, what do we need to improve on, to celebrate, to 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 uh, 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 cause some things to change. Amen. Well, let's well let's go here since you talked about coming down. The parents come down. Let's go to Exodus chapter three. And let's, first of all, if we say something, we back it up by the word. Mm -hmm. So let's go to Exodus chapter three, 
where it shows that the father Elohim, God himself, comes down to set these events in motion. Exodus chapter 3. Someone, come on now. If you're getting something already, someone type, I'm a son and daddy's here. Come on. I'm a son and daddy's here. Exodus chapter 3, starting at verse 1. And it says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. Now, what you got to understand is Moses, after being 40 plus years old, has an encounter with God where he discovers he's not Egyptian. Okay, because no one ever told him that he was adopted. He, he's, I'm not, you're not Egyptian. You are actually Hebrew. You are a descendant. And now I am come down to let you know what you're going to do for me. So, Moses, in his zeal, tried, God tells him, you're going to help deliver my people. So Moses, in his zeal, when he sees some of his people being wrongly um, beat down and things like that, he intervenes. And because he hasn't learned the ways of the kingdom yet, instead of, 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 of converting the, the Egyptian, he winds up killing the Egyptian, and he has to run for his life. When he runs for his life, he runs to the backside of a mountain where he meets his, his wife and her father-in-law, Jethro, or his, her father, Jethro, and they get married. And now for 40 years, he is on the backside of the mountain learning from Jethro the ways of Elohim. So it says, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. We're in Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Verse. Verse 1. <laughs> the priest of Midian. Now, here's the key. God doesn't just say anything, you know, just to be using words. He specifically says that, that Moses' father-in-law was a priest of the Midianites. Mm. Now, and, and now, in order for you to get the fullness of this, Paul says we are kings and priests. Right. So Moses learned from his father-in-law how to be a priest, someone who walks into the presence of God. Go, oh, come on, somebody. He learns how to interact with Elohim from his father-in-law. Mm. Now let's go down to verse two. And the angel of the Lord appears to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looks and behold, the bush is burned with fire, but the bush is not being consumed. So God uses a, 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 a miracle or a supernatural uh, uh, occurrence to get Moses' attention. So, and it says, and Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, now God calls unto Moses. See, everyone, listen, that voice that you heard on the inward part of you saying, saying your name, that was the voice of God. Amen. Oh, come on now. Hey, glory. When the Lord called us to leave where we were, and to come back to Albuquerque, high glory, his shot to the bottom. That was a voice that we could not run away from. See, Moses couldn't, he couldn't run from this voice. God used a supernatural occurrence mm -hmm. to say, look, pay attention. I'm getting ready to activate something that's been dormant in you. 
But now the appointed time has come for you to be in operation. Amen. And, and God says, uh, do not come hither. Take off your shoes from, from your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Now this, oh, am I boring you, babe? Oh, come, oh, come on. <laughs> now, this, this lets us know that it's not an angel talking. Mm -hmm. This is God, because as soon as God puts his feet on the ground, it turns from regular ground to holy ground. Mm -hmm. And look at what God says. I, moreover, I am the God. I am the Elohim of your father, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, the Elo Elohim of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Now, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters. I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them. I'm in verse eight. I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good land, a large land, a land that flows with milk and honey. Amen. So now, yes. this is proof that Elohim, God, comes down personally to handle his children. Come on now. See, God is here right now. He's saying that this time and season is the time and season I am come down to deliver anything oh, keeping me. you. You better go out here and pray or do something. <laughs> anything that would try to keep you in bondage, anything that represents not enough represents Egypt. So he says, I've come down because of your cry. Now, in Psalms, it says that the righteous cry out yeah. and that God delivers them out of all their trouble. Yeah. God, oh, come on now, God listens to the voices of his children. Mm. But are you willing to go to the mountain to see where he is and what he would say to you. Amen. All right. We're going we're gonna to pray for Pastor Tanya over here. Amen. So now let's go to Psalms 102. Remember, we are we are still dealing with this area that God comes down. These, these are the appointed times. Now we got to, I, I just want to show before we move forward that we are in the appointed time of God. Yes, son. Brother Landon, amen. Psalms 102, verse 12 and 13. Because the Bible said, with all you're getting, get understanding. I want to show you why we do the feast. Why God says, come into my presence three times in the year. These are, listen, once, once again, these are God's appointed time. And, and, and today, I'm going to show you where God declares these are his times and seasons. Amen. Psalms 102, verse 12 and 13. Amen. It says, but you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and your remembrance is unto all generations. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time is come. Okay. So, you shall arise. Now, we learned last week that this word arise means in Hebrew, it's a Hebrew word, kum, that means to rise up, stand up, uh, um, to become powerful. But it also means to come on the scene. 
Now, just like you said, the parents show up, right? God is saying, I'm going to get up. Yeah. I'm going to leave my throne so I can make sure this is handled personally. Oh, come on now. He didn't hand this off to an angel. He didn't he didn't hand this off. Yeah. To, you know, you know he, he said, no, no, no. I'm getting up. I've heard, I'm tired of hearing the cries of my children being messed over. Listen, he's tired of hearing your cry about being in debt. He's tired of hearing your cry about not feeling well, worrying about COVID. Um, am I going to get laid off? He's tired of you not getting paid your, your, your worth, your due. He, but he's come down now. He's come on the scene, and the first thing he brings is mercy. He said, you shall arise and have mercy. Listen. Let's just be real. We didn't do everything right last year. Come on now. We didn't do it. We didn't. We didn't move when he said to move. He didn't. We didn't act every time that he told us to act. We didn't repent when we should have repented. We didn't forgive like we should have forgiven. So he said, I'm coming down. But when I come, I got to bring mercy first because we got to make sure that nothing would hinder this season being activated in your life. Then it says, for the time, there's that word time again, okay, to favor her. Now, this word favor means supernatural presence and influence of God on your life to cause a connection with the people who have what you need, mm. okay? Now, and, now, listen, we need God's grace to do his purpose, but we need people on earth to help us get it done because the, the the purpose of God is too big for us to do by ourselves. So he says, I'm going to put my favor on you. And then when you come into the presence of the people who I've called to help you, my favor is going to hit them and, and their heart's going to melt and they're going to want to help you get the vision of God done. But then he says, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time. This this phrase set time is a Hebrew word, moad or moadim, that means appointed time, appointed season. These are God-declared times. Hey, man, do we need to go get some coffee or something? <laughs> Come on. Someone type, I'm a son, and it's my time. Good morning, Larry Mitchell. Amen. Good morning. So now, so now, these are set times. We're going to go into it. We're going to get into it. This is a, listen, this is a, this is a supernatural time. It's a spiritual time. It is. Now listen, these feasts, because God comes on the scene, these are holy times in God. In other words, these are set aside times that God has set aside. Come on now. Just to make sure we're taken care of. Come on now, someone type, I'm a son and it's my time. Come on, get it. Good morning, Patricia. Amen. So let's go here. Let's go to, to Leviticus. Leviticus 23. Amen. Leviticus 23. Like we said, we're going to show you in the word. So that way... There is nothing that can be said. Listen, the devil cannot.
come against the word of God. Man. He has nothing that can counteract what the father has said. Amen. Leviticus 23. Look at verse 2. You, you want some of my coffee? Mm -hmm. Amen. We're going to pray supernatural energizer. Oh, amen. Leviticus chapter 23. Look at verse 2. Look, look at what it says. Speaking to the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord. Verse two. I did. I did, babe. I did. Speaking to the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall declare and preach to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. High glory. Now, just in case that wasn't enough, look at verse four. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. Amen. So now listen. These are not Jewish feasts. These are not feasts of Israel or Jerusalem. He said, these are my feasts. That's right. Now, why do we know it's his feast? Because he said, these are holy convocations. And the word holy means to be set aside unto God. Amen. I'm going to start having you talk around the room. You can't have you stand up like I do in, in, you know, as I teach at the public school. Amen. So he said, a convocation is a celebration or a rehearsal. And we'll go here. It's a sacred assembly. It's a time of reading because during these times they read mm. the scriptures. Mm. Okay. So it's a time in the word with the father. Okay. So it's a sacred, it's a sacred assembly. It's a calling together. It's a calling out. It's a, it's a reading. Amen. Amen. Yes. Also a rehearsal. Which I said, it's, it's a rehearsal. And if my mom was still here, she'd be saying that this is a rehearsal. Amen. She taught us about the feast of the Lord. Right. Now we teach about the feast of the Lord. Why? Because when you get, he says, it goes into all generations. So listen, stop saying this is taking you back to the law. That word law in the Bible doesn't mean some type of bad things. It means in Hebrew, the Torah. Amen. Listen, you can't get the fullness of the new covenant or the new testament unless you connect it with the old covenant and the old testament. So there's an understanding that Father wants to bring to his body about these high, holy, sacred times. Because this mm -hmm. is a very high, holy, sacred time mm -hmm. that God comes down. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not that he's not there. Mm -hmm. He's here. He's, mm -hmm. he's with you all times. Mm -hmm. But this is an appointed, a sacred, holy, holy, holy set apart time that God comes to commune and mm -hmm. reconnect us back unto him. Mm -hmm. And to reconnect you with the benefits mm. of relationship with the father. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the New Testament. So that way you just can't say I'm just teaching out of the Old Testament and I'm an old school prophet and this is all about fire and brimstone. 
Let's go to Luke chapter 2. Amen. Man, I had some tea. I drank it out. Amen. Shonda, we going. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, look at verse 41. I got to show you where Jesus did the feast, okay? Luke chapter 2, verse 41. It says, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, so this is where Jesus is learning. Even though he is the son of God and the son of man, he still had to be taught. He had to be trained in the ways of God. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they fulfilled the days, as, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother didn't know. But they supposing him to be somewhere in their company, they went a day's journey. And they began to look for him among the kinfolk. And when they didn't find him, they turned back to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, now I've never paid attention to this one verse right here. But the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. They went back to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass. After these days, they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard, they were astonished with his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. His mother said to him, son, why did you deal with us this way? Behold, your father and I have sought you sorrowing. And he said unto them, how is it that you sought me Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. So when we understand now, you know, in our family, in modern day family, in my family, that would have been a reason for a training of the mouth with the back of the hand. So when you, under, <laughs> when you understand, he says, didn't you understand that I must be about my father's business? So at 12 years old, he had an understanding that I must be in father's presence. His Now listen, he had godly parents that made sure that no matter where they lived, they went to where the place or the temple where the father would be residing to sow their seed, to give their worship. Because the Bible says you don't come empty handed. Okay, so that's in Luke, where we find out that Jesus was not only trained, but he he made sure that he learned his father's business. Amen. Mm. Come on now. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Someone type. Hallelujah. Come on now. Someone type. I'm a son and I'm about daddy's business. Come on now. This is daddy's business. Amen. So, so we're talking about the Feast of Passover, the Feast of the Lord. And we have to understand that God's timing, God's season is a little bit different than what we're used to with, the, with man's calendar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one, we are in the year, according to God's calendar of 5782. I know we're used to you know, 2022, which is our, you know, which is what the world says as the standard. Uh -huh. Okay. 
But God's calendar is different. And this is why that when he began this set time with the children of Israel, delivering them out of Egypt, he set his time and season, his counting of time in motion. Exodus chapter 12. If you're getting something, type amen. Amen. I, I want you to have understanding and show you in the word why this is so significant that we recognize what time that we're in. Amen. So we're in Exodus chapter 12. Look at verse 1. Exodus 12 verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year for you. High glory. Now, I got to say it again. This month, now on our calendar, the first month of the year for you. Amen. I like an echo. Amen. But when you understand that God says, look, when you pay attention to my time and season, this is the beginning. Of months, it shall be the first month of the year for you. On our calendar, this first month is in between March and April. We're going to be we're going to be celebrating it on April seventeenth, uh, and it lasts for seven days. So, so let's go here. Uh, let's see here, for time's sake, let's go down to. Uh, well, Amen. Boy, you, boy, you, you, y'all, one more time. We don't have an issue. <laughs> Look at verse three. Speak to the children of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, everyone shall, every man shall grab a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for the house. So they were, he, he says, Go tell all the families to get a lamb. Okay. It shall be without blemish, a male lamb, one years old, and it shall be without spot or wrinkle. Okay, so it's a lamb, one years old. He's being specific. Now, you shall keep it to the 14th day, verse 6, of the same month. And then you shall assemble the congregation together, and you shall sacrifice or kill it in the evening and you shall save the blood and you shall strike it upon the two posts and on the upper post of your house where you're going to eat it. Now you shall eat the flesh in the night. You shall roast it with fire. You shall make unleavened bread. This is bread without yeast. Okay. Um, verse 11. And you shall eat with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land this night, and I will smite the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be for you a token upon your houses. And when I see the blood, here we go, I will pass over you that the plague will not destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So when God, when God says something, he says it with a, here's why I'm saying this. Here's why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. He says, the blood 
I'm going to begin. I'm a, now listen, verse 14. And this day shall be for you a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, and you shall keep it a feast by commandment forever. So if he says forever, pastor, what does that mean? Forever. So that means there's no end. Oh, wait a minute. So that means, wait a minute. Yeah. We should be doing it now. And when Jesus comes back to give us the new heaven and the new earth, he's going to be taking us through the Passover even when he comes back to reign forever. Because when God says forever, that's what he means. Is that what your Bible says? Forever? Sure. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody pray for Pastor Tanya today. Amen. Yes. So it says forever. What verse? Verse verse 14. So did you skip? Did you read all the way through? Yeah. What? Okay. You, you, you must have been yawning when I was reading. <laughs> probably. That's <laughs> right. Okay. So first of all, let's let's understand. This is forever. Now listen. So wait, 14. For this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you are to celebrate it as an ordin ordinance forever. Forever. Now listen. Yeah, that's a really powerful. Now listen. Pastors, teachers, understand this. Praise God for your Resurrection Sundays and praise God for these certain things. But you're missing out mm. a powerful seed. Not only you. But your people suffer wow. because we don't remember what God said to do. When God says forever, that's what he means. This has nothing to do with being Jewish. He, time after time after time, it said the Lord's feast. So what does it mean? It's saying you shall keep the feast. Make that in plain English. You shall celebrate it every year at this time when he says to do it. Forever. And is there's a specific way it should be celebrated? Yes. Okay, so then. Okay. Now we're going to get into that more deeper in this upcoming week and especially next week. Because on April 17th, we're going to take you through a portion of what's called a Seder dinner, which was the dinner that they did uh, on the night of. It's called a Seder, Okay. <laughs> so when you understand it's a form of remembering what God did okay mm -hmm. for them it was for them to remember that he snatched them out of Egypt mm -hmm. he killed their enemies not only did he kill their enemies he wiped out look he made them borrow silver gold and fine linen and then he canceled the debt when he killed the Pharaoh and the Egyptians in the in the Red Sea when they were crossing over. Okay? So, God says, I'm going to deliver you. I'm coming down personally. I'm coming on the scene to make sure I take you out of not enough. I take you out of bondage. I take you out of the taskmaster's hand. And I say, now, come follow me. Come. We're going over here. Because you had to go where the Lord told you to go to worship at this time. 
Right. Amen. We still good. We still good. If you if you're understanding, someone type amen. Come on, type amen. Woo! This is powerful. So you see, so what we got to understand is, and I know we have our in times past, you know. A lot of traditions in the earth talking about Easter and Resurrection Sundays and things like that. These things are good. You know, these these things have been used to save souls. But if we're not doing this, okay, he says, this is a commandment forever. Okay. This has nothing about being a religious tradition ritual. He says, I'm coming down. And this is why Jesus, you, you, you know what? Jesus cried over Jerusalem because they missed the time mm, of him visiting. visiting. Yeah. You know, the, the father says the only thing that he can do is just cry mm. when we do all this other stuff and we forget the simple thing that he did. Just show up and visit with me. Wow. This is, this is the key that I want you to get this morning. This is a time of his visitation. Mm. This is a time when he wants to set your whole year. He said, this is the beginning of months. This is the beginning of the year for you. Okay. So he has said, listen, he separated his belief, his sons, his children from anybody else who would not pay attention to this time. Wow. Listen. Oh my gosh. Now. Will God deliver you any other time of the year? Yes. Will God heal you any other time of the year? Yeah. Yes. Will God get you out of debt any other time of the year? Yes. But do you want to miss his personal visitation time? No. I don't. And when the Lord gave my parents this revelation and, and they started, to, you know, we didn't know everything. My mom, you know, they know. We're still learning. Every year he begins to... Open up more revelation, more insight about why he said to come into his presence. Number, listen. We're in the, we are still in the midst of what the world calls a pandemic. God says, if you come visit me during these appointed times, I'll keep COVID away from you. Let me show you. Come on now. How many of you want to be free from, or or won't affect you. Well, let me just say it yeah. like that. Because some of us have already dealt with symptoms of right. COVID. But listen, right. God makes sure that if you come at his appointed times, there are five key areas that he protects. He says, I'm going to make this promise that all year long, I'm going to make sure that these five key areas in your life are, are, are executed for you. Let's go to... Exodus 23, verse 20, for time's sake, amen. And I know, you know, last week we were shouting and screaming and wanting to run around the room, but I believe that the, that the Lord wants us to teach today to give understanding. Exodus 23, verse 20. All right, he says, behold, I send an angel before you 
to keep you in the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. If you indeed obey his voice and do all that I shall speak, here's number one, I'll be an enemy to your enemies. Number two, I'll be an adversary to your adversaries. For time's sake, go down to verse 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God and he will, number three, bless your bread. Number four, bless your water. And number five, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. For glory. So when you understand, now, here's the key. He says, when you remember, when you seek me and you come into my presence at this time and don't come empty handed, mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm going to make a promise to you. I'm going to do all these things in your life. Man of God, woman of God, when you understand that God is not doing this to 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 make some religious tradition that, that doesn't mean anything. Number one, he says, I want you to remember, I'm the one that comes down to, to take you out of bondage mm -hmm. and deliver you. It doesn't matter whether it was in the time of Moses or whether it's right now in the midst of a 2022, 2022, 5782, where we need to pray and intercede for what's going on in the Ukraine or what's going on over here where Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and all these things. God says, any place where there is oppression, if you'll come into my presence at my appointed time, I will deliver you out of those areas of lack and oppression. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Any areas of oppression and bondage, when you recognize these seasons, these times, these feasts of the Lord, he says, I come down to personally make sure I deliver you from them. Listen, once again, this has nothing to do with the religious tradition. This is not about being Hebrew. This is not about being Jewish. This is not about living in Israel. This has everything to do with, number one, following and obeying his instructions. And number two, that there are benefits to coming into his presence. What say you, Pastor? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, my God. Pray for me. That God really want. I mean, this. I think there's just such a disservice that we have done in the body of Christ, watering down these or not even teaching about this mm -hmm. at all, mm -hmm. because there is a power in keeping the feast, keeping, acknowledging, understanding, flowing, celebrating the feast. You know, this is a really significant, significant time in the in our lives. Mm -hmm. And and so we we I, I believe God wants us to get a real understanding. I mean, I remember when you taught about that the the this is a time to reconnect with God, mm -hmm. a time to really understand the sovereignty and, 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 and the power and, and just how much he loves us mm -hmm. and how much he is, he's not this distant father. 
he is so involved in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to, I, I believe he's just trying to, or not trying he, there, there's an understanding that's being um, open to us so that we can really embrace the power and the, and, and just the urgency of this. I, I think we have to hold, we have to, you know, the Bible says that uh, he, uh, those that hunger and thirst after him, he will fill them. Right. Right. Hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And so I think that there is a, 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 a hunger. There is a thirst in us for God and for his principle and his ways. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, and one of the key, one of the key things of this time is he says, listen, when you come into my presence, come with something in your hand. Because when I come, mm. I'm bringing my empowerment, my blessing, my favor, my mercy, my grace. Yeah. I'm putting my, I'm going to put my super on you in such a way it takes care of you all year long. But you have to do your part. That's right. So, so you have to come. That's right. And right and so here. So they came during this time. Mm -hmm. It's like they waited for this time. That's and right. they brought their very best. That's right. They brought their seed. That's right. They brought their money. That's right. Because their their seed and all of that, that was, they didn't have currency the way we have it now. Right, right. So they bought things of value. That's right. Things that, 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 that had great significance. Mm -hmm. So they bought their livestock. They bought the, right? That's right. They bought part of their Part of the tradition was for the, well, let's just say it this way. Because they grew their food and your livestock lived off the land and everything, mm -hmm. okay? And they bought the best of it. They bought the best of the livestock. Mm -hmm. They bought the best their of grain. the grain. We, they bought yeah. the best of their finances. Wow. And let's, let me show you this in the word, and then we're going to worship and giving. In the same Exodus 23. Okay, it says in verse 14, three times out of the year, you shall keep a feast to me in the year. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread, which we're talking about right now, the feast of unleavened bread and Passover. You shall eat unleavened bread for seven days. For in the time appointed, the appointed time out of the month of wow. Abib, for in it you came out of Egypt. Okay, here's his commandment. And none shall appear before me empty. In other words, you came with something in your hand. So it says here in the Amplified, no one shall appear before me empty handed, but ye shall bring sacrificial offerings. Wow. Listen, offerings. Listen, God, sacrificial. Knows, God knows exactly what you need. Right. If you're listening to his voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll tell you exactly what to give. And trust me, if God tells you to give something, yeah. he already knows it's going to be a sacrifice and it's going to be of value. So when you give it, because he's bringing his best, yeah. when you make that exchange, when you give God what's in your hand and he exchanges it, he said, now listen, this is where we get Luke from. Where it says, give, and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, wow. shall mankind give into your bosom. 
So this is almost a divine, not almost, it is the divine setup. This is the divine div setup of God. Listen, wow. for his wealth transfer in your life. Wow. He said, I will give you a spiritual transfer for you exchanging that which is of value to you. So do you think this could be one of the reasons why this is not being taught? Because it's a supernatural connection. Mm -hmm. And so the enemy understands, wow, God's coming down. He's telling them, bring your best, your set, an offering unto me. He did not, it's, it's not even, well, if you want to, no. I, you must. You're right. I need, because there's it's a supernatural setup, I need for you to do your part because I want to put mine, my on your natural. But if you don't participate, if you don't understand this, if you're not aware, there cannot be that exchange. Wow. Listen, he says, you can come into my presence, but yeah. if you come into empty handed, I still can't release what's in my I mean, he, It says that no one, no one. No one. So that meant everybody, the kids, everybody. Now, listen. Wow. Get this. He didn't give a specific amount. He just says what, at, listen, you bring what's valuable in your hand. This is why the Lord says, let me tell you what to bring. See, God, he sets us up. Okay. He says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not stop. We're going to learn next week where the feast of the Lord lines up with planting of seed. Mm -hmm and reaping a harvest from those seeds. Let's worship God without giving right now. Understand this. And I know for some of you, I just heard in the spirit, where you've had bad encounters with being taken advantage of manipulated. and manipulated in the areas of giving. Mm. But we're here to show you the truth the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is where giving comes from. This is where Malachi 3.8 comes from. See, they were teaching out of the wrong context. See, actually, Malachi 3.8, it lines up with the giving of God during the feast. Because remember, these God's people, they were farmers and herders. So they didn't necessarily get a weekly paycheck and pay their tithes and offerings every week. They stored it it up, was right. it was according to planting seed. Wow. And then by the end of the year, which is Feast of Tabernacles, though that seed growing to full maturity, and they were able to take a portion of that seed and give it. Right. At this time, they gave out of whatever that they had. But it was just not something haphazardly. It wasn't haphazard. They would take before the planting of the seed. Be Passover is the beginning of preparing the ground to receive the seed. So how can you give an offering when the harvest hasn't came yet? It's the beginning of the year. He said, I want you to give out of the future right now in your present and watch what I do to your harvest all year long. Oh, 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 come. See, oh my God. He says, prove me. He said, when you do this, see, this is what Malachi 3.8, he says, 
return unto me. He wasn't talking about just giving money. No, he was talking about, remember what I taught your ancestors. Come into my presence. Don't come empty-handed. Remember when I delivered them. Return. The word return is a Hebrew word, teshuvah, which means God is always there. And he's just waiting for us to uh, return. Return unto me. He said, how? How can we return? In tithes and offerings. But in the real translation, it would have been this, this offering time, this worship time of the areas of the feast. Return back. Go back to what I taught you. Right. Okay. Amen. We got to stop right there. Prepare an offering. Now listen, I promise you, according to the word, if you sow a seed, when you come into his presence, you sow a seed. Yeah. Right now, his presence is here. Sow a seed. I promise you, when he says, when he says, this is this is the word. This is not Prophet Michael and Tanya. This is the word of God. He says, give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. When you do my principle, when you do my commandment, you're going to give one way. I'm going to return yes. it four different ways. Come, oh, come on, now. on now. Woo, glory. Amen. Go to the website, www.restoredministriesint.org. We got more teaching videos there. Yes. You can use the PayPal. You can use the Zelle and go from your account straight into the ministry account using the Gmail, restored, M-I-N-I-N-T-L at Gmail. You can also sow it cash out using Prophet Brian. But listen, do it now. Believe God now. What is it that you believe in God to do now that by the time Feast of Tabernacle comes into fruition, you can celebrate and say, I did it, I tried it, mm -hmm. and God proved himself. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I want to thank you for joining in. Yes, God bless you. Trust me, we, we, we're going to be teaching about this all the way through the celebration of the Feast of Passover on April 17th. Listen to it. This when we learn this principle, it has changed our lives. We give more now than when we did in early ministry. Yeah. Oh, listen, we have followed everyone from the Creflo Dollars to the Kenneth Copeland's to, uh, to our men and women of God in Phoenix and things like that. But when we learned about giving during this time, the understanding of why God said to do this. See, he said, with all you're getting, get understanding. See, the devil cannot steal from you when you understand. That's right. Okay? We want you to understand why God is going to get you out of debt. Why God's going to heal you. Why God is going to give you the idea for the business and then give you the money to make it come to pass. Why your ministry is going to reach out and using digital technology and reach more souls than ever before. Why is the money already going to be ready for you to go back to school or do the thing? Whatever it is God is putting on your heart to do, he's going to make sure it's done when you do the principle of worshiping him 
during these times and seasons. Amen. Amen. So we want to thank you for joining in. We're going to see you next week. Don't miss tomorrow's broadcast on the Daily Bread. And listen, you're blessed, you're highly favored, and it's your time.